fill in the blank. Taylor Whitford is overrated. No, <laughs> yes, I was hoping for something like that. <laughs> week's show, we'll cast an eye over the week's women's rep games on the northwest coast. We'll find out what footy Tasmanians went to across the long weekend. Our Player of the Week segment throws up a few questions. I'll uh, set Wilders a challenge you won't be able to say no to, and we'll thrust a few weak don't-argue attempts in there for good measure. So, let's rip! Well, uh, we're back again. It's got those long weekend vibes. Oh, yeah, listen to that. Oh, what do you got in front of you? Van Diemen Ragged Jack. Ooh, yeah. Nice sponsor being that one. Good one. Yeah, great sponsor. How was your long weekend then? Uh, mate, weekend was Other good. Other than being out on the golf course when I rang you? Yeah, you were. You tried to get me to commentate a game I couldn't watch because I was um There was a challenge set the, for you. Might was, come up later on. Yeah, I was on the fourth and um, hit a horrible seven iron. Uh, up to you the left spoke, of the green. You spoke to me on the phone very much like this. Was it, Mate, I'm on the course. <laughs> You're not meant to have phones on the golf course. It's oh, proper I'm etiquette. I'm not a golfer. I don't no. know etiquette. No, but anyway, mate, it was good. It was lovely having a long weekend and unfortunately um, didn't get to see live any footy, but I did stream and watch a few of the uh, the rep games, which we'll get on to later on. So that was good. Absolutely. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend... You, you went to the footy. I went to the footy Saturday afternoon. Used uh, our... Um, our free passes. Our free pa- hey, thank you Thanks, to Aaron. Uh, Aaron Roberts. We Absolutely. appreciate that, mate. Got AFL it. Taz, Aaron, sort us out. He heard the call out and sent us an email. Don't that, ask, um, don't get. That's exactly right. So, so, no, thanks for that. Although you were a bit... Um, you got caught out. I you did. found out it doesn't get you, doesn't get the vehicle in. No, well, I did know that at uh, Windsor Park. So, it's we got the, they got the free entry in. But $2 for the car. I handed over two 50-cent pieces. An old mate took it and said, thanks, wave me through. And it was $2 for the car. So into the honesty jar, there's another dollar that we owe to the Launceston Football Club. Who are we giving this honesty jar to? Well, well, there's a... (laughs) Maybe we use it as pie money. Uh, Zeps. When we go to Zeps. Perfect. Marinara pizza. Love it. Lovely idea. That's in there. We'll we'll get it. We'll get it to the retrospective clubs. We'll have to listen back through to who we are. um, you took the boys, mate, to the footy. They we enjoyed did. it. We did. We took the we took the podcast gear along, I, and we tried to do some commentary, but it ended up just being fight city. Stick to podcasting, not commentary. Ah, oh, they just Ned was more into the eldest was more interested in commentating the. We were sitting just near the interchange bench, and he was more interested in commentating the ons and offs rather than the actual gameplay. So riveting, riveting stuff. Yeah, that's what I did explain to him that as a when you're watching the football, you don't necessarily care too much about who's coming on and off unless it's a big star. So. Yeah, they've got a bit to learn whether as far as podcasting That's goes. All right. How was the game? Uh, to tell you honestly, we'll get to it in the review, but it didn't feel like a 103-point win to Launceston to me. I felt North Hobart were pretty competitive. and They had, um, I think they had seven oh, of their boys out of the That's one of my things and, that I've got yeah. to discuss is that North Hobart get absolutely fleeced because they... 
I mean, they do a great job promoting young guys to come up and through, but they get fleeced when they go to um, play with the Devils and stuff that they've got to then stack aside and, and subsequently the DL side and stuff that they've Struggle. got to pull players are from we, elsewhere. Are we going to fix um, the hierarchical um, arrangement of State League and filter down to clubs below on this episode or is that going to be later on when we get Big Gilly on board? Well, I think we've got to earn our stripes first. All right, four episodes in's too early. Yeah, okay. I think we're probably pushing the wheelbarrow a little fair, bit fair too, enough. too fair hard enough. there. Fair enough. Well, anyway, it was a yeah, a, a big result, Lonnie, and keeps them cemented on top. And um, it was probably the best yeah. weather uh, game across oh, the weekend. There was no wind up at Greens Beach. It, well, all, the, all the weekend. Sun, some of the amazing. photos I got, we saw four rainbows across the Launceston North Hobart game. There's a little scud of light uh, drizzle. That came through, but then the last quarter was just played in that, the most brilliant sunshine. Doesn't that, the two weekends, that fortnight, sum up Tasmania in a nutshell? Oh, We've it, had the worst of the worst, and then it, it can be the first weekend of winter, and it's beautiful blue skies. Yeah, I know, but the, the, the games, the Friday night game for the TSL, Glenorchy versus uh, Kingbell was... see oh, the fog. It was that cold and wet down there, and then the Lauderdale game, the fog at the North Lonnie Lauderdale game was just ridiculous. Now, was our man Tubes... Um, was he commentating the, or was he down there watching the TSL game on the Friday night? Said it's the worst conditions he's ever seen. No, I'm not sure. I didn't see that. Or someone else might have said that. Maybe I'll have a look at that on Twitter. I know that he was up north today watching the uh, women's rep game. Yeah, he did a great job in the commentary box with With Big Gilly. Gilly. That would have been a good uh, road trip. Wonder if they stopped at Zeps. Oh, they would have stopped at Zeps. They would have stopped at um, Mood Food. Uh, They would have stopped. They probably would have had to charge up the Tesla. Baghdad, um, we stopped at Baghdad. What's the um, Epping Forest? Epping Forest, and then we're going through to it ETC. Up, it was up at Penguin. ETC, ETC. They've gone into Devonport. Latrobe, Zambrero. Ooh, Latrobe. Um, Is Zambrero a sponsor? No, but they will be after this. We'll get them on board. Stewie um, Curtin, get on board. Yeah, but uh, they would have stopped all the way up. That would have been a great road trip. Actually. What do you reckon? What do you reckon they'd both order? At Zambrero. Gilly would be a garlic ball man, I reckon. No, no, no. I reckon, well, Tubes would be a bowl. He wouldn't have a... Oh, at Zambrero? Yeah, yeah. Right, oh, right. What do you think? Oh, just, the whole way up. <laughs> garlic balls. Garlic ball at Baghdad yeah, just to start three, the trip off. Three for. Who's driving, Tubes? Tubes in his yeah. Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, he has to charge it up. So you not run with a Tesla? Uh, right, before we delve too far into what those boys eat, uh, analytics. What do we got? Well, There's something exciting... Which I didn't expect it for this podcast. It's awesome. For a Tasmanian football-based podcast, where are we being listened to from? Mate, we had two uh, two listeners from the UK. Cheers, but, Mum and Dad. <laughs> but, are they over there? No. <laughs> but, one from, where, was, where were they from? Finland. Finland. That We've is- got a listener from <laughs> Finland. No word of a lie. We, we make up a little bit of stuff on this. But the analytics showed we've got a listener from Finland. So if you are listening to this episode, please get in contact with us at uh, any of the socials at Way Out Wing or on our email address, wayoutonthewing at gmail.com. Uh, send us a message. Don't know how much it's going to cost us uh, or actually cost Will to um, to send a four-pack of Van Diemen over to you. But how do you uh, say that? Just pulled up hello uh, in Finland. Tervich. 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 Oh, click the button. That- oh, here we go. Tervendish. Yeah. Tervendish. Yeah, that's what we said. Tervendish. So, Tervendish. to our uh, friend over in Finland, but that was pretty cool. We had um, we picked up a few Twitter followers over the last uh, couple of weeks. 
uh, the boys from City Park Radio. Um, so that's great. Brett Costello, the number one newsman for Tassie Sport. Uh, that was awesome. Obviously, uh, Aaron from AFL Taz, our man. Uh, Rick, Fontaine, Rick Fontaine, media mogul. Um, and also Budgie Gapen. So um, some royalty there in a- AFL, AFL Taz. You know, William Leach medalist. No, Alistair Lynch medalist. Daryl Baldock medalist. Coach Tazzy. Um, could play, Budgie. So, yeah, welcome aboard. Uh, give us a, a shout-out if you can. We want to hear from you. If you've got a performance, either individually or by a mate, by the team, whether it be on-field or off-field that you think we should know about, hit us up on the socials, at WayOutWing on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or send us an email, wing at gmail.com. If you've got a fly-in player, we need to pump it up. If you've got an event, a reunion, whatever it might be, touch base with it and we'll do our best to share it amongst the Tassie footy community and make sure everyone knows about it. Uh, what else you got? What else have we got news-wise? Jay Blackberry equaled uh, Jay Bowden's. Good name, Jay, if you want to... Uh, Jay play, play lots of games. Jay Foon, play lots of games. Uh, Jay Blackberry re- equaled um, the record games in the TSL. 202, uh, 212, sorry, games. TSL. He's only 28, 29 too, Jay. Yeah, okay. So He's a good mechanic. Is he? Yep, very good mechanic. Good. Fixes my... Um, the Mazda all so, the time. He's played 212 TSL games. Do you know the game's <laughs> record holder and what number it is for the TFL? So not the TSL, the TFL. Because that's that was played for much longer oh, and back in the day. I feel like I should, so I'm going to say it's Coons. Is it Gavin Cooney? No, it's not. Oh. No, it's uh, Steen Kremer Scotham. Oh, Kremer. Actually, I knew that. Do you know that, that you know, without without looking at it? Because yeah. you just have three hundred and fifty two. Yes, you got it. Uh, uh, across Launceston, Clarence, and North Launceston, between yeah. eighty two and ninety nine, good player. Actually, very very yeah. good leader of the team as well. I I think I watched a few games as a young kid um, with Kremer running around at North Hobart Oval when we used to get. 15, 20,000 people there. It was awesome. So You would have been a pest in the crowd there too, I reckon. Uh, probably not then. I would have I've grown into that. What do you You're saying that I was a bad influence? <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, so, now, yeah, what, so what, what, 352 yeah. is still a fair bit more than 212, but yeah. at 28, 29 years of old, still Jay might age. get there. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, another milestone. The only, uh, sorry, the only downside of that, and I haven't actually read what the report to come out of it, Got reported for striking in the milestone game. Yeah, oh, well, that's no good. Mm. Um, I'm sure they'll give him right in front of us, and I won't comment. Go any further than that. No. Um, another milestone. I saw uh, Trent Page from Bracknell played his 150th senior game um, this weekend. No, no, it was well, it, well, it was last weekend. But Nicole Jones, the secretary out there at Bracknell, um, had to apologise. She'd she'd um, pumped it up on Facebook saying it was his hundredth game. So she robbed him of four years of service. Um, so he's actually now played 150 so or 100. Life membership out 51. there? 51. I don't know what it is, but she was honest enough to admit it. She's great, Nicole, and does a lot for the footy club out there at Bracknell. The and she, she coach Bracknell. Yeah, she apologised. So well done, Nicole, but well done, Trent, on 150 games. That's a fantastic effort. 150 senior games, it said. So that's, um, yeah, that's pretty good. I saw, uh, we're just talking um, footy stuff, mate. I saw Bernie Dockers. Are looking for a women's, women's coach. coach, yeah. Uh, They've for got next a successful season. program up there the with the NW, women as well. Yeah, the NWFL. Um, 
So, yeah, they're looking for a coach, putting looking at entering a team in next year. So, um, yeah, email fern1270 at bigpond.com if you're interested in that. Um, you put your hand in the ring for the devil's job. Are you going to put your hand no, in the ring for yet. the... No, I haven't yet. We've got to off-air. We've got to discuss our resume. <laughs> right. and what about the Bernie women's? Would you be interested in that? A bit too far to travel. Might be a little against family ties, I reckon. Might my current commitments with the under 12s might take me out of that. Well, it's it's a, actually a really good segue there, Wilders, your commitment with the under 12s. So, um, you guys, when do you play? When do you play for under 12s? Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday, kick the kick the frost off the ground. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, what time? Uh, 8.30, 9.30. Do you know what time you are this weekend? 8.30. Yep, correct. Whereabouts? In TCA ground? That is correct. In TCA ground I'm at 8.30. Across it. You're not going to stump me that quickly. No, no, no. I'm not going to stump you. But um, I had a, I got in contact with a uh, local well-known footballer who is um, does a lot of charity work. Uh, great guy, Jay Childs, former uh, North Launceston, South Launceston State League. Western Storm. State League footballer. Uh, very good footballer. And he's this week, um, or this weekend... He's raising some funds for the Loaves and Fishes Tasmania charity who provide free emergency food relief to all Tasmanians in need. It's a a great charity and this is being held next Sunday morning. So what he's doing is the Winter Solstice Swim. It's the shortest day of the year and on Sunday morning when you're coaching your boys at 9 o'clock, he's going to go swim in in the gorge, Cataract Gorge. Now... I spoke to Jade and he said that he'd love to um, get a bit of promotion on this uh, and he's looking for people to join and get on board this salsa swim. Now, even though you're swimming, at, coaching. you're coaching at nine o'clock. Which I'm very happy about. You are, but you're actually now swimming at seven. So see this button here, I'm just clicking. That's you. I've just registered you as a swimmer. So you'll be diving in at seven o'clock on Sunday morning. We'll be up there. I'll be recording it. Videoing Are you it? allowed a wetsuit? No, you're not for the podcast next, uh, next week. No. So you're going to be up there. Are you Are you willing to take that on? I'm not going to say no. Excellent. I'll be up there with you. I'll come up. It might be a bit hard because aren't we coming back from the West Coast early that morning? Um, not sure what you're talking about there. Oh, well. well. We'll we'll find out a bit more about that later on. But so you're willing to take up the challenge? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, Excellent. I love to see it. So as long as another podca- local podcaster might be up there at seven a.m. Who's that? Warnie Childs. Oh, big warning. Oh, we'll, we'll get on. We'll... I reckon. I reckon I can out bomb him. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, we'll put the challenge out to the. The AFL Draft uh, Fantasy Boys, all three of them. The second best Tasmanian football podcast. Oh, no. they they're, they're, I think they're rated a little bit more highly than us at the they moment. They might have a few at, more numbers. At the, at the moment. Know. But um, no, we'll get the boys up there. We'll see if they're keen as well. So 7 o'clock we'll go. But Jade is... Um, yeah, is is doing that swim. It's it's at nine o'clock, uh, nine buying, a.m. You're buying coffees, then? Yeah, no worries. Um, so if you need information on that, jump on the Loaves and Fishes uh, Tasmania website. It's Loaves and Fishes. So it's L O A V E S and Fishes F I S C H E S Tasmania dot org dot au. All the information's on there, um, and we're going to get Jade on the podcast next week to find out about it. Um, and he's also got something else up his sleeve, Ooh. which we need to we'll keep a little hush hush. Well, while we're doing while we're doing physical that. challenges and stuff, how are you going with your push ups? Because no, we're we are we're doing these. the push up challenge. We are push up challenge.com.au. 
Uh, we're up to we're both up to seventeen hundred and nine push ups for the I've, month. I've done seventeen hundred and ten, but anyway, I've done seventeen hundred and nine. Nine, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so part of that we're feeling strong, absolutely, and fit, mm. and I'm particularly sore across my pecs. Well, that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure the boy the under twelves training on uh, Wednesday. I'm gonna make sure that they do. A decent quota for us, so that we might be able to have a day off. No, no, no. Hold on, you can't palm them off. I oh, no, no, them no, off. no. They come into the quota, oh, okay. but we go above and beyond. Right. Okay. Yeah. No worries. We're, under pro- under promise, over deliver. We're a little bit behind. I think oh, at this stage we should be at around eighteen hundred, but it's not too much to uh, to catch up on. We can pump out an extra no, hundred. We've always been known for our last quarters. That's exactly right. So, so. Uh, one other thing that I've got, uh, Trent Bulmer. Um, speaking after the game uh, on Friday night at KG5. Trent being the King Kingbra uh, coach. Kingbra coach. Yep. Uh, a, was an a avid follower. Massive advocate for Friday night football. Yeah, okay. And fire pits. He may not have said that, but I could tell it in the tone of his voice. Friday night, TSL football. Friday For me, Friday night football in general, freeze up the weekend, we'll get more players involved, get some fire pits along, family friendly. Bang! Friday night football. Yeah, I know. I know. When I was coaching, I loved Friday night footy because then, as a parent, you get the you got the weekend to yeah do the kids' sport and and not um, not miss out. So yeah, I love Friday nights. Sometimes in the middle of winter, it can get very cold. But fire, fire pits. pits. Yeah, Tommy Harrison, get on board. Yeah. There's an opportunity there. Uh, Radio, moving into communications, unless you've got any more news. No, 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 I'm done with my news. Everyone's bored of news at the moment. We we haven't read one bit out of the paper there. Uh, Communications, uh, Jack D has requested a change to the intro each week. No. Not going to happen? No, sorry, Jack D. Although the boys, my boys gave us a couple of sound grabs that we may be able to use. They they were good on the Way out on the wing with Max and Oscar. Yeah, not sure, boys. Uh, well, with the lack of football that's occurred over the weekend, I personally, I don't know whether you have, I've received a stack of football snaps away from football. Ooh. So whether it be Where have people fishing, been? boating, four-wheel driving. Shoot. Oh, shooting. Can we say that? Shooting, fishing. Yeah. What's the other one? Camping. <laughs> uh at Jock Dark and at Warts Archer, uh, both fishing for tuna on the East Coast. Uh, Dom Deadly, at Dom Deadly, acting like a bit of a whale at the blowhole at Bishano. <laughs> Is that a whale? Uh, big uh, um, foundation follower, uh, at Duke Jordan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he sent us one of him sunbaking on the beach yeah. up in Queensland, which was the one that we probably didn't need to receive. Uh, another one from a southern listener, at Peach Leach. He was spotted at Babyland shopping for a new bassinet. Um, that's, uh, that's all I got from there. Like, just a, a plethora of away photos. I didn't end up getting to the beach. Tubes sends you a lot of photos. I was Not the, d- actually, speaking of tubes, the best weekend he and I have had in a long time. Carlton didn't lose. Carlton had a great weekend on the track. <laughs> And it was brilliant. I spoke to another Carlton supporter, a good listener of the show, Reese Johnson, this afternoon. Both of us said the same thing to to each other beforehand. Best weekend Carlton's had in a long time. 
So, you got any comms? No emails no, this week? No, nothing. Other than nothing the push-up reminders that we keep getting? Just a few people. Actually, I did have um, Sean Smith. Uh, I saw him in the, at our Berto's in the coffee shop and he told me that... At he, Banana Man? Yeah, he's on board the, the trip to King Island. King Island, yeah. first one. Yeah, he wants to come. He so, gets 50% um, discount, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep, I'll take that wink as a yes. Oh, but bad, um, bad luck. Everyone else has to pay 125 percent <laughs> to, to, to cover us as well. Cover us as well. Yeah. So no, Shawnee's keen. He's loving the podcast. So uh, thanks, Mr. Smith. Welcome your uh, welcome your positive, constructive feedback. Now we're all pretty passionate about footy in Tasmania. In fact, it's one of the major reasons why we started this podcast. But our passion needs to be represented by bums on seats at this coming weekend's AFL matches in the state. We're lucky to not to have one, but two games, including games with Brisbane and Essendon. And we all need to do our best to get there, to show the AFL that we have a huge appetite for AFL football down here. Bell Reeve on late Saturday afternoon, the Roos are taking on the Lions in what looks like a cracker. And then, backing it up, Sunday over at York Park, the high-flying Hawks clash with the young and exciting Bombers who are in Tasmania for the first time in almost 30 years. So come on, let's get to the games and turn out in force. We'll see you there. Round review. What happened in footy? Well, there weren't. There were a few games made here and there, not... um not a lot. Obviously, not every team was playing with the long weekend, but what uh, State League, there were a couple of games? There were a couple of games. There was a, uh, obviously the Friday night game between Glenorchy and Kingborough in, as we said, pretty cold and damp conditions. Kingborough getting over the line there uh, by 22 points, which was good to see. Gets them up to equal points with Clarence, I think, on the ladder. I'll take your word for it there. Yeah, I haven't seen the ladder fourth. yet. Yeah. Uh, Saturday rolled into North Lonnie, got the jump on Lauderdale down at the tip. In some foggy conditions. I'm not sure if they could see either end of the ground. Uh, so I think they had a five-goal uh, opening quarter. Uh, but then Lauderdale kicked back, hit back in the second. But then uh, evidently North's contested ball uh, in the second half picked up. And they got a, they went uh, away with a 35-point win out, out of there. Uh, and then in the game that I went to, uh, Lonnie... Um, 103-point winners over North Hobart. Now, I've got to say, it, as a, it didn't feel like 103 points. You did say that earlier, right? Um, Dill Riley lit it up early. Uh, five goals in the first 19 minutes. First five goals of the game. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, Jared, and all of them, that's Jared Reed style for Clarence in the grand final. They, they were all pretty um, hard to get goals too. So uh, from there, he quietened down a little bit, finished with eight for the game. Big Alec Wright um, launching off the back line, kick three, and didn't mind running back to the back line, high-fiving a few of the midfielders saying, this is how we do it. <laughs> um, Love a backman kicking uh, the goal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that uh, Launceston just continue on their merry way there. Look, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, sitting strong up the top of the ladder with uh, with North as well. And then, uh, yeah, I think... They're 8-1, and one, North are 8-2, and two, so uh, North only played an extra game. Yep. Clarence and Tigers, uh, third and fourth on equal points. Yeah. Well, there was only, there was only one game in the old boys uh, in Hobart, and it was I. Um, we had a few mixed messages last week in regards to what was going on. I thought the game was cancelled, but it had actually just been rescheduled for to be played at Gilston Bay, and um, OHA were taking on the latter leaders and Virgils. 
and gave them a bit of a bath. Mm. Um, convincing, convincing winners, over 60 points. I think St. Virgil's had a few players out, but you can only go up against what's on the park. And, um, yeah, they won quite convincingly in the end. Uh, speedy standing, kicked another six, um, was amongst the best. So, um, yeah, look, they... Leading uh, goal kicker of the league. Yeah, they're, they're just they're, um, performing really well. It's actually a really tight tussle, that competition now. It's probably one of the best going around in regards to evenness with Hutchins, St. Virgil's and OHA all on, um, all on 24 points. Sitting first, second, and third. So that's uh, yeah, that's what happened in the old boys. Only the one game, but it was um, yeah, a good one at that. The other game that did happen was the King Island Football Association. Yeah, we love it over there. Yeah. Uh, so Grassy versus or Curry versus Grassy. Um, pretty even first quarter, uh, but there I don't know what the wind was like. It was a little bit drizzly from reports. I've got to give hand credit to the King Island Football Association Facebook page. The game reports on there thorough. They're, lo- they're that long. It's an understatement. They're that long that I actually haven't read it because there are too many words there. Not because not because I can't read them, just because of time limitations. So, uh, in the end, Grassy got over uh, Curry by what thirty odd points, twenty seven odd points, um, with best on ground to T Forest and young uh, young Hudson playing his first game, stepping up from juniors for the first time. Kicking three goals. How old's young Hudson? Well, I had a look back through his history and he's played four years of juniors, uh, including last year. So my suggestion is that he's probably only 16, maybe 17. Good on him. I don't know. Not, not old enough to, uh, to get in there for player of the week. No. No, that's not. You, no. You don't do non-alcoholic beer. Not last time I checked. No. Still to come this episode, we'll cover off from the recent women's rep games that happened on the mighty northwest coast, and someone, very lucky, will be getting a four-pack of Van Diemen Pale Ale for their Player of the Week efforts. That, all to come. Now, um, the NWFA. Yes. How many games? One. Okay. Um, Unfortunately uh, for Rosebury Turak. Another heavy defeat, oh. uh, this time to the hands of East Ulverston. And I know you might uh, talk about this later on, and not to um, give too much away. But um, you know what? I, I've got a feeling things are going to turn for... What they lose by? Uh, 264 points. Mm. But next week... Um, 12 goal first quarter against them? Yeah. Ne- look To East Ulverston? Next, next week, they're playing West Ulverston at home. And I've just got this feeling that they're going to come out and um, put in a really, really strong performance next week. So, um, just I've just got this feeling, all right? So, anyway. Premonition. I've just got, yeah. You'll be on the chai teas or something this evening. No, no, no. I've just got this feeling that uh, they're going to perform really well and give it a good run. They've got 19, they've now scored 19 points, four, uh, 2,517 against an average of 0.75. But, I've uh, I've got a feeling that next week's going to turn, so keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah, and and we'll just you saw a little bit of the um, Nab League, the Devils. Yeah, yeah, the Devils were back in action after a, a little enforced break due to a bit of COVID restrictions and stuff, and held off a strong fasting, a strong finishing, fast fast finishing, a fasting. They weren't eating. I don't know. Maybe they were. Uh, Sydney Swans Academy, uh, 14-4-88 to 13-6-84. So a four-point win. 
the midfield of uh, who was it? Baden Lowe and where was it? Uh, Jai Menzi, North Hobart's Jai Menzi, uh, playing pretty well. But Will Splann uh, across the half back line uh, held it together and was sort of the rock that uh, that held that one off. We spoke about um, North Hobart suffering at the hands of the Devils when they go. I think there were seven boys that played for the Devils that are in North. Which is which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome for for, uh, for the North Hobart development and let, and program. Let's and hope stuff, they but... stay with stay with North if they don't get drafted and um, continue on, and that's going to hold them in good stead. In, you hope so. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because the the season's a bit up and down and here and there for the Devils. I'm not sure how many games they have left or. Or what it looks like, but um, yeah, you'd hope they've got still a few more that they can press their case for for further honours and stuff. So yeah, and now, mate, let's um, let's move over to the rep games. There were some junior rep footy, and then we had um, the big all star carnival for the girls. We and love a bit of rep footy. We do. And um, you saw or you saw or had a read up on the the junior footy. I did. And the results I did. There, there were the um, the Northern girls uh, got over the, their Southern counterparts uh, relatively easy in the end. Um, and then that was flipped the other way where the, uh, the STJFA... L. L, yep, sorry. The under-16 uh, boys. Yeah, got over the, the Northern counterparts. So which, which are the... NTJFA. Well done. Yep. You'd want to know that, seeing that yeah. I'm coaching in it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So the under None of my under boys, 12 boys yeah. pushed up into that under 16. No, bracket. they didn't, they no, didn't get a good They got a first win up last weekend. They did get so, a first win yeah. up. The boys had, we had to pull out the team sheets, the song sheets. <laughs> to have a, have a read. It's a Brisbane Lions song. So I know it that. Is, one except very they well. don't sing it, they just shout no, it. I know. It's not good. We it need d- 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 it frustrated yeah. me. I started singing it and they wouldn't join in. Yeah. But look, the games of uh, the weekend and where everyone should have been were. Up at the northwest coast um, on Saturday, we saw uh, the NWFL women's take on the SFL women's, and then today, earlier on today, we saw which is we're Monday. recording this on Monday. Um, we saw the NWFL women's back up, which is a fantastic effort against the northern counterparts, the NTFA, and we um, were lucky enough to speak to both of those coaches, the uh, the southern and the northwestern. Before and the games, before the game, and so why don't we have a listen to to what they thought before coming into the uh, the competition? Well, with the upcoming rep games uh, this weekend and next weekend, we've been lucky enough to be joined by Brad Willis, who is the coach for the uh, women's team for the South. Brad, welcome to Way Out on the Wing. Thanks for having me, guys. Mate, um, love rep footy myself. Wilders is the same. Um, tell us a bit about just quickly your background down at. Down at Kingston. Um, well, after post my playing career, I've been pretty much coaching the the whole time. And then uh, when the Tigers entered the competition, the statewide in two thousand and fourteen, um, I was assistant coach down there with Adam Henley, and um, spent a f- about four years with with the guys there. And then the girls entered the competition in two thousand and seventeen, and I became involved with that. And um, now I'm director of coaching down at the Tigers for the female program. And you would have seen some um, significant development in the women's game over that time. Yes, it's quite amazing, really. Um, I mean, the the 
officially the statewide was only going for you know four years and in that time the the, the growth not only in numbers but in uh, you know skill and uh, buy-in's been enormous. Brad how does the women's team look for this year have you managed to get a few trainings in and, and get the girls together? Yeah we've had uh, th- three runs uh, together which is which is uh, considering it's a, uni- a new concept, that w- I was pretty pleased with that. I mean, it wasn't that great last night to, to train, but um, um, no, they've gelled really well. And um, and as you say, rep footy is so important to them that um, you know they, they were uh, busting to be involved. So you've got some good buy-in from um, the three divisions, or or just the top division of the girls, as far yeah, as well, representation. We- yeah, well, we threw it open, but of course, um, obviously the you know the top six teams in Division One had the bulk of the teams, but there are also some really good players in uh, Division Two. So um, the squad actually, uh, I think, encompasses nine teams. So um, and the coaches put forward all their all their players, which I think was around eighty six, eighty seven players. Um, so that was that was, and we didn't have one player who made themselves unavailable. So, Brad, um, from a from a selection committee, uh, how many girls did you have to start off with um, from your your total group, and what have you you um, withered that down to as your final squad? Well, as I said, we had the the you know the eighty plus nominations, which is obviously very unwieldy, and it's not much point training with those because you're just cutting people for you know not very good reasons and uh, just trotting around on the track sort of thing. So we cut it down pretty quickly um, and we've got it down to 24 or 25 now. Um, we also had the ad- added advantage of training where they're under 20s and there's been a fair bit of overlap between those teams anyway. And, and I saw the um, the team, as we were alluded to, um, predominantly made up of, of Division 1 and a lot of uh, Glenorchy players in that. Um, but you've yeah. also grabbed a couple of girls from the Div 2 in Stacey Fox from down at Signet and also uh, Georgia Bailey from Lindisfarne. How have, they, how have those girls um, uh, they probably really enjoyed playing with the, the better quality players from that Div 1 comp? Yeah, they're, they're really good players. I mean, a lot of players have different reasons for playing at different levels and uh, to be honest, I'd been chasing Stacey because um, being at the Tigers for quite a few years, um, and George is probably, or oh, arguably, the best ruckman in the uh, in the competition. You know, either Div One, Div Two, so um, they were stand up starters. So the game on the weekend, uh, how do you envisage it uh, going, and who are we going to be looking out for for those special moments? Um. The, the northwest is probably the the hardest um, region to gauge purely because they've been outside of the statewide system for quite a while. But they have got um, a couple of players with AFLW experience in Libby Haynes and Emma Humphreys, and they've got some really really talented uh, devils in their side as well. Um, it's just really hard to gauge the relative strength of their local comp, but. As you would well appreciate, playing any coastal team on their home decks always going to be a challenging, um, a challenging experience. Absolutely, and for your girls, who are the who are the ones who are going to light it up and, and be the playmakers or the match winners on the day? Uh, I suppose Sarah Skinner probably be the uh, the pick of the bunch. Um, she was the statewide uh, BNF last year and leading goal kicker, and she's been playing some really good footy in the VFLW for North Melbourne prior to this tournament um 
Brianna Barwick from Glenorchy. She's the captain of our team. Um, she's a really tough inside mid, and I don't think I don't think I've ever seen her play a bad game. Uh, Grace Mitchell from Clarence is a really quality player. She's our vice captain. And the leading goal kicker down here at the moment, um, Tarn Ford. Uh, she's kicked bags of six and eight so far this season, so she's uh, she's pretty exciting when she's on. Yeah, a couple of Glenorchy girls um, there that are really going to stand out and offer a good bit of leadership for you, Brad. Um, with, with the games like this, do you focus um, purely on your strategies and structures and setups, or do you sort of go, like, let's curtail some some of the, the uh, better players for that northwest or north, or do you really focus on your, your team and your structure? Yeah, I, it's, it's, there are too many unknowns, and to be honest, we're also trying to showcase our footy. Um, this is the first time we've had the best players from around the state pitted against one another, so we're not really fussed with you know who to tag and who to worry about. We're just going to play our footy and play the best footy we can so that we can really uh, showcase women's footy for, you know, for what it is at its best. So um, we've been concentrating on our strengths, which is essentially our speed. And um, so we'll be playing a real, you know, run and gun game. Well, hopefully the weather is conducive to showcasing some of those skills that the girls are, are going to put on offer, Brad. And uh, we wish you all the best for the game, mate. Uh, travel up safely in the in the bus or in the wind, whatever it might be. Yeah, on the on the bus. <laughs> so make sure you get there safely, and uh, yeah, hopefully it draws a big crowd and um, brings some attention to the women's game in the state. And uh, all the best for Saturday, mate. Thanks very much, guys. So on the line now, we've got uh, Richard Douglas. Richard is the head coach for the Northwest Football League women's team in the rep game coming up. Richard, welcome to Way Out on the Wing. Thanks for having me, gents. Mate, um, you excited about rep footy coming back? I am excited about rep footy. I'm old enough to remember when it was the talk of the state. Yeah. Bragging rights for the north, the south and the northwest were, were everything. It, so sounds as though, sounds, it sounds as though you're pretty passionate about it. I love footy, best game in the world, but I also love the fact that these women are leading the way in way footy uh, could be structured in this state. So, so Richard, you, you got into footy back in uh, 2018. Your wife decided to, to have a kick, which is fantastic. Um, I haven't yep. convinced my wife to have a, have a kick yet, so good on you for doing that. And then you moved into coaching. Uh, you yep. coached the women's uh, team at Wynyard for a couple of years and won a flag. That's correct. Uh, it was their third year in the competition, um, so in each year they improved. So pretty happy with that result. And had you had you coached previously yourself before then, or just thought? Yeah, I've, I'd coached at Wynyard. I'd coached the under nineteen side. We uh, we lost a premiership to a very strong Olverson team. I'd also coached up at Yola, and uh, we got to a flag up there, but didn't quite win. So I know how to lose a grand final, but it was nice to learn how to win one. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure. Do you class both the games against the North and the South as grand finals? Um, Rep footy is because she's sudden death. There's no second chances, you know, the classic cliche, oh, there's always next week. Well, there's not. Oh, well, it's now. The result's got to be delivered, so hopefully, and it's the best against the best. Hopefully one of those games you get, on, uh, get out on top so that um, you're able to uh, at least tick that one off the list. For sure. You know, we've got the challenge this weekend. Uh, we had the challenge, as you know, of two games and – three days so um yeah we're looking forward 
to uh, see now how we all handle that. And and Richard, you you spoke about um, the best taking on the best. What's the what's the buy-in been like up the northwest coast? Have you had really good input from all the clubs and all the girls just wanting to play um, against those uh, you know really good opposition? Sure have. Um, yeah, we've got players from from every club in the league that have come along, and none of them said I don't want to play. You know, they've, they've made it happen. Um, so. That's very rare in a rep team that people all put their hand up. So, yeah, the quality's there. Yeah, it's fantastic to see. Um, and I think we've had similar buy-in from the north and the, and down south as well. Now, um, I noticed going through the official team list, you've got quite a large, uh, let's call it a squad of over 30 players. I'm presuming that's because you've got two pretty um, big games quite close to each other? Yeah, you know, the, the south are coming in fresh to meet us and so are we but then the NTFA are coming in fresh and we've got to figure out how we can put a team on the paddock that's going to uh, get over the line and have the legs to run out four quarters just two days after having played. How does it, how does a team look? Who who are we looking for to, to light up the park or to have a couple of bounces running up the wing and, and put it inside 50 and stuff? Who are, who are the girls that we need to be keeping an eye on? Well, the two obvious ones are um, Libby Haynes and Emma Humphreys, who have got AFLW experience. Um, once once you get a player that's played at a level above where they normally are, they come back to that their existing level with so much knowledge and experience and confidence, and those two players bring that. But they also make the players around them better, so that's really important. Richard, Lauren I'm, Stevens, oh, through, sorry, no, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Amy Bissett uh, heads or heads down there and, and goes in the forward line. She's um she's had a great season with the Devils and uh, obviously in the under nineteen champs played well as well. So she'll be exciting yeah. to watch. Amy's very goal smart. You know, you you watch Amy and you think, yeah, we've kept her out of the game. The opposition are pretty happy, and all of a sudden, Amy gets three kicks and kicks three goals. Um, that's what class footballers can do. They're never out of it, and Amy's one of those. So we look forward to seeing what she can do with smart footballers around her. What do you know about the opposition, both teams? How are, how are you going into these weeks, uh, this week's um, games with regards to um, coaching against them? They're the obvious ones that we know of. Um, the NAB Devils girls, we know them uh, because they've got teammates in our squad. Got a couple of... Uh, Past TSL players that have played with Northern Girls and Libby, who was down south last year with Glenorchy. But um, you've got to understand that they're all good. So you, you, you focus on what you think's the top six, and then the bottom six will come in and cause chaos because some people come to rep games and just lift another couple of levels. Yeah, it's not. So we're going to we're going to treat them all with respect. And you've obviously, you know, with a rep game, you're not uh, unlike Clubland, where you're probably bottom six fall away, and that's really where it's won. Uh, in Clubland, those bottom six are still very good footballers. Yeah, that's that's right. That bottom six can walk into any senior team anywhere in the comp and, and dominate. So it's it's good footy all over the place, and it's nice for to make those rotations off the bench, and you're not actually losing anything when you make a change. Now, we're hoping for good weather uh, across the games uh, so that the girls can showcase their skills and stuff. What uh, Can you give us a weather report at the moment and a, and a potential forecast? I imagine it's a little bit windy up there at the moment. Slightly breezy, but the thunder and lightning's gone. That's always a bonus. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got to love the northwest coast. Uh, it, it, it looks good. Monday, maybe some showers. But I don't think anyone's going to notice the weather. They're just going to focus on the ball and the colour of the jumper coming at them. And um, the Northwest 
is renowned for their love of local sport, whether it be football or basketball. Um, even though you, you, you are back-to-back in those games, I think having that hometown advantage against both the South and, and the North teams are probably going to hold you in, in good stead. For sure. The Northwest views themselves as giant killers. Um, there are people up here today that still talk about the times when they beat the TFL, when the union got up. You know, that, that don't underestimate us mentality is, is all through this community in every sport. And the smaller we are, the bigger we are, we like to take them down. Well, Richard, I hope that that carries through with the girls and no doubt you've, you're, uh, you're going to do your best to impart that knowledge and that enthusiasm into them. We wish you all the best for uh, both games. Look forward to seeing the results coming out of there and with any luck, the, uh, the weather gods shine upon it and the performances of the girls are, are right up there and are spoken about for um, quite some time. Thanks, I appreciate it and I hope the, the success of the series can, continues and it just keeps going into the future. Brilliant, Richard. Thanks very much for joining us on A Way Out in the Wing, mate. Thanks, guys. You're listening to A Way Out on the Wing with Wilders. And I'm Worm. With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Now on the line, we've got Dean Smith, under uh, NTFA women's under-20 rep coach. Dean, welcome to Way Out on the Wing. How are you going? Long-time listener, first-time caller, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mate, um, obviously rep footy back uh, for the year. Um, how's the north looking for the team? Yeah, looking really strong. Um, yeah, the senior team have got a um, got a few of the top end um, under 20s in the team, so uh, they're shaping up really well. Uh, we had that decision to make, I suppose, of is it a under 20 and a senior group only being players over 20, but you know, it was a no-brainer for us that, you know, if you're good enough, whether you're under 20 or not, if you're good enough, you play in the, in the top side. So we've had a few girls that have, have uh, stepped up to the plate there. Awesome. How, how many how many girls have uh, made that senior side who could have played in the under-20s? I think off the top of my head, um, obviously with Ian's coach and the team, I, I think it's about there'd be at least half a dozen um, at least. So we've got, yeah, like Ella Moore and Gemma and um, Gemma Blair who are both playing with North Melbourne VFLW um, recently, so they were. I knew that pretty much I wasn't going to see those girls. Um, Maddie Brazendale from from Lonnie, um, Zoe Bourne and, and Cara Hennessy from Scotch as well um, that have been in the Devils program, they both... Um, they both made it, um, and I'm sure there's yeah, I'm sure there's um, a few others that I just can't think of at the, time, at the and, moment. And both teams have been training together. Um, how's the yeah. buy-in been from the clubs uh, and everyone involved in the NTFA? Oh, it's been it's been brilliant. It's probably the you know the best. Been involved in rep footy a fair bit, um, coaching and playing. But it's um it's it's like it's been a really good transition with the girls. They seem as they are at NTFA level across the board, they just seem to get on really well. So, um, you know, they, they, the rivalry stays at the at the boundary line, I think. And um, obviously with Launceston coming back into the competition this year with the the uh, TSLW um, folding, uh, the side mm. is really uh, strong with those players. I think there's about eight or nine in there, but then um, really well spread amongst the other clubs, probably with a couple of the newer clubs missing out in the senior team. But I'm pretty sure the team that you're coaching, the under-20s, has at least one player from every club. Is that right? Yeah, yep. So we've got representation from every club. So, um, And we thought that was you know, that was important. And if it come down to a couple of players of similar ability, similar positions, um, 
and it meant, um, you know, one was from a club with three or four in and, and one didn't have any representation. Um, we just wanted, you know, wanted every club to be represented. Uh, Dino, how have the girls gone? Have you had the um, fans out this week or the balls being buried in the bath to get them wet to mimic the conditions you're going to potentially face uh, no, in, the, we, in the games? We haven't had to. Uh, we haven't had to do that. Mother Nature's looked after us pretty well. Um, <laughs> last night, last night was atrocious conditions, and the, the comments around the table from um, from uh, NTFA board members and and a few other people that were there watching um, that they were very surprised at the skill level considering the weather conditions. So, did, did, um, did you have the girls kicking for goal with the wind or against the wind? Uh, we did. Uh, we did a bit of match sim last night with the twenties, and we made them work into the wind, but. Uh, we soon realised that uh, we weren't going to get out of it what we needed. We needed to swing it around and get them going. going so I, I, hope they, I hope they don't pull up too sore or have to run into that breeze. <laughs> no, no, they'll be right there. Um, yeah, they're up and about. We had a full squad last night. Everyone seems everyone's fit. Uh, any injury issues that uh, we had leading up have, have all seemed to have um, gotten over their injuries now at the right time. So, um, yeah, they all seen the last one last night, McKenna Hillier for down the twenties. Um, she was she was um, just missed out on making the senior team and come back come back last night and she's fully fit and raring to go. So And Dean, it seems like that's the general consensus from all the um, all the regions is that there's been excellent buy in, all the teams are at full strength. Who um, who do you think's gonna pose the biggest threat to, to you guys? Um, is it gonna be the Northwest this weekend or or hope or the um, Southern Football League girls the following weekend? Oh, it's going to be it'd be a hard call. I reckon the Northwest will be strong, but um, they're coming off they're coming off uh, playing playing our our, our women uh, two days after they play. I think they play Saturday and then again Monday. So yeah, obviously right. it's going to be hard for them hard for them to back up from that. Um, if they do that and do it well, um, it's a, a sure sure sign of their ability. But you know they'll have Emma Humphreys and. Um, I think one of the Haynes twins, one might be injured, but the other one's playing. So they've, you know, they've got some AFL experience there. Um, obviously, with their their competition having different rules to ours, so um, we don't obviously have any AFLW players being able to play in the NTFA unless it's just as a marquee player. So um, I think that's important that we haven't, um, you know, we haven't got that because I mean, those girls have pretty much got their pathway and had their pathway, and it's, this is we see it as an opportunity for the girls that that haven't had that. Dino, who's going to drag the crowd in from your team? Who's going to light it up, take a hanger, kick a bag, make that big rundown tackle and stuff? Who who are the crowd going to be uh, really looking out for? From uh, the women's game this weekend, or from both from your team and from the from the women's? Yeah, well, for this this week um, for the women, I suppose I'd be um, it may be a little bit biased, but uh, obviously Elamora, the form she's been in. Um, <laughs> um, Playing for Scotch at the moment, but you know, playing recently with with VFL um, VFLW with North Melbourne as well. Um, she's in she's in rare form at the moment. Um, Georgia Nicholas has her pace is just you know, Angie's Angie's in awe of her as well. Um, both Angie and I tried to get her get her across to TCLW when we um, when the TCLW was up and running. Yeah, the coach um, the coach of Georgia wouldn't let her go. Apparently, don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, I reckon. Uh, yeah, that uh, you'd be you'd be trying to keep that one under wraps as best you could. Um, I think I think, I think she lasted two games before um, you guys were trying to pinch her from me. Yeah, well, if she if she uh, once she starts to k- kick straight for goal, um, yeah, the the world's her oyster. So she's um, yeah, she's too quick for her own good. I think. Um, 
yeah, so we'll just uh, get us get us some composure and uh, yeah, but there's some there's some talented players right across the bro- the board. So you know you've got mm-hmm. Latisha Johnson who's been in the rep team seems like forever, and yeah. she's still going and still playing good footy. So Maggie Cuthbertson um, from Scottsdale, another one to really look out yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, Maggie, and to show the strength of it, like Emily McKinnell's leading the goal kicking in, um, and and didn't make or hasn't made the cut for this week's game, but um, hopefully she continues training um, with the with an eye on the next game. Uh, so yeah, she that, that sort of shows you the strength um, of the squad. So I think it's yeah, it's a it's a young fit. Um, you know, they've got Georgia Hill from Launceston, um, Diane Taylor who, who dominates. Um, yeah, they're going to be. They, they, yeah, the, the Northwest would want to come up with a pretty good side, I think. <laughs> Love the confidence. I like Dino. it. I like it. Uh, Dino, it <laughs> sounds the team that you've put, you've got put together and, and given those names, and it sounds pretty exciting. And um, with any luck, the weather uh, is conducive to the girls putting on a good show. And mate, we wish you all the best for the game and uh, look forward to seeing the results. Uh, thanks very much, fellas. You're listening to Way Out on the Wing with Wildus and I'm Worm. With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Well, there you go. Not often you hear from the coaches pre-game knowing that it's post-game. <laughs> now. Yeah. So we, so we spoke to the coaches last week. Um, so we were recording this on Monday. Spoke to the coaches last week to get a gauge of how they were feeling. And we thank uh, Dean Smith for filling in for... For Ange Dixon, uh, for the NTFA women's team, um, we uh, Ange was very busy with work, so we couldn't get hold of her. But Dean filled in and and helped us out. And um, yeah, great to hear from the other coaches. And look, well the, done to them. Yeah. I know they, they got uh, they got full buy in from all the clubs and yeah, all the players that. and stuff, which it, which is great. You want to see that across rep football. You want to see the best uh, footballers being represented and stuff. And it's, the, al- it's always been something. Were, were a good showcase. Yeah, it's always been something with the men's that some guys don't want to play and don't want to get injured and clubs don't want their, their players. So it was awesome to see, as you say, that buy Good conditions from all on those the North clubs. West Coast and, as well. Yeah, and we were lucky enough to um, speak to our man, uh, Tubes, earlier on, who commentated. And um, while I was able to squeeze in a little bit of viewing uh, via YouTube, the AFL-TAS uh, YouTube channel, which I thought was great and a real good initiative. Um, I jumped on this afternoon and had a, bit, a brief little look at, at scan through there as well. Yeah, so Tubes filled us in on that. And he said, look, Saturday's game against the NWFL. So the NWFL were really dominant um, in both games. And obviously, with Emma Emma Humphreys uh, from Wynyard leading the pack there, she was just a, a standout player. Um, Saturday's game was a bit of a one-sided affair, although the score was a little bit tighter. Um, obviously, the larger ground there at Girlston Park um, really suited the NWFL uh, girls. They were a little bit fitter and, and faster and, and pushed to more contests. That was, a, that was the second game? No, that's, that's the, oh, first the first game, game. on Saturday. Um, yeah, Emma Humphrey, she really shone. Shoned? Shoned? Showed. She was great. Um, Megan Gaffney from Alveston, she was another really good performer. Um, and Abby, I'm going to try and pronounce this, Abby, I hope I've got it okay, Hoiberg uh, Cox from Wynyard. Um, those three girls played exceptional across both of the games. Libby Haynes from Ulverston, she was excellent down back, and Charlie Vandenberg from Wynyard in the ruck um, was another strong performer in um, in Tubes' eyes. The SFL, look, it was down there uh, for or their back line a lot, so their half back line was really solid all day. Um, Shani Wiley and Priscilla 
Odwago, um, and obviously uh, Mackie Sutcliffe and Rachel Archer down there as well performed really well. So, um, yeah, well done there to is the a, There is a NWFL. game. There is one more game to come in there. Uh, yeah, so down in Hobart next weekend. SFL versus the NTFA. Yep, that's uh, right. Two, that's... O- two o'clock at North Hobart Oval. Yeah, that's on Sunday. The under-20 girls at midday. Yeah, so that's going to be good to watch. And there'll, then, be a, there'll be a live stream of that as well. There is on the uh, AFL TAS Facebook and YouTube page. And then today we saw the yeah the, the Northwest girls again play the NTFA. Awesome effort for the N. Northwest girls to back up. Back and, up. Yeah, and they came After away. After a big ground at East Devonport. Yeah, and they came away with another uh, another win. So it would have been interesting if the conditions were a lot heavier underfoot, if they had have been able to run out that game. But they, they set the lead up early as well. Yep. And then they, held off the NTFA. Yeah, I saw um, I saw a couple of snippets of play and one that, that you saw as well. But one that caught my eye was Emma Humphreys, just showing her... Um, just We'll put the, that up. We'll put that up on the socials. Yeah. Big contest. No, no, no. Well, well, hers was this this goal. It was a it oh, was the a, one from the boundary. Yeah, the clearance. Um, there was a, a contest or a, a clearance ball up, um, and it's got out to Emma, and she's danced past about four or five opposition from the NTFA. Tube's got very excited calling it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great goal. She's kicked it from about forty meters on the right. Uh, if you can, we'll, we'll try and get it up. But it's fifteen minute mark of the second quarter. It was a phenomenal goal, and then. We saw a massive mark, didn't we? It's like finals football is contested football, and I think these games are the equivalent of finals football. And it was Taylor Marshall, big contested mark, huge, massive mark, fifteen awesome. meters out. And the best thing about it, she's the only one standing in the pack, pretty much. And she went back and kicked the goal. Yeah, it wasn't the best of it. Wasn't wasn't one of her best kicks. But it still, still went, went through straight. The, still went through the big as ones. As Gilly called it, through the like hey diddle diddle. Bit like most of the your middle. career. Um, big flat tumbling pump. Rubbish. Uh, but anyway, um, no, it was a great, uh, it was a great kick and um, a good, good win by the NWFL um, girls. So well done to them. They've, uh, I don't know if there's a ladder, but they've obviously won two out of two and and finished on top and shown how strong that the um, the football women's football is Home up there football. on the coast. Home so, football. So well done, girls. Player of the Week! Proudly brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. Ho, ho, ho! This is what everyone tunes in for. <laughs> well, mate, for me, Player of the Week, um, pretty straightforward for me. Um, rep footy, it's the best of the best. Here, here. And uh, Emma Humphreys has probably had two best on ground performances against the SFL. So for the, the Northwest Coast, she's had two best on ground performances against the SFL, against the NTFA. Across 48 two, hours? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, but she's had a phenomenal uh, phenomenal weekend of footy. And, and for that, in rep game at the highest level here in Tassie, she's my player of the player of the week. So, nice one. So beat that. Did she kick any goals? Uh, well, she kicked an absolute ripper. In the second. Um, that the only one across two games? Uh, I'll have to check up on that for you. Thanks for putting me on the spot. That's all right. That's just because I'm going to lead into mine. Yep. And this is the biggest bag we've heard of this year. Bag of goals. Goals. Right. Big Jay Burton for East Olverston. 18 goals. Ooh. 18 out of a score of 41. Jay Burton, you're my player of the week. Now I know you've got a bit of an issue here. Oh, I don't have an issue, but 
You know, We're calling I mean, it the Fitzroy rule. Yeah. When back in the mid-90s in the football tipping, you weren't allowed to tip against who was playing Fitzroy because you knew that it was almost a guaranteed win. You've thrown up the suggestion, I'm not against it, that we're, we're, we're on the Rosebury Tourac bandwagon. I'm, I'm 100% behind Rosebury Tourac. So we shouldn't, be, picking on them. we shouldn't be drawing attention to performances, be it warranted or not, against, against Rosebury Tourac. Or Campbelltown. Or Richmond. There you go. I've added some more to the pile. So you're saying anything, any goal kicking or any performances in a flogging should be... Null and void. All right, then. Yep. Viewers or li- <laughs> viewers? Listeners. Listeners. <laughs> We've jumped to TV straight away. What do you reckon? Do, do, we, do we count performances in big wins? Hit us up. Let us know what you think. At Way Out Wing, Twitter, Facebook, Comment Instagram. on the poll. Comment on the poll. Uh, so there we go. So it was Jay Burton for 18 goals up against... Emma Humphreys. Now, she kicked she kicked two in the first yeah, as well. Right, so okay, then. Right 17 up. disposals, three clearances, well, poll five will be going up. 50s. Poll will be going up uh, pretty soon. What about last week's? Well, unfortunately, you've got me. Uh, Noreen's one goal wasn't enough to get over the line for Hillwood. And um, you've pipped me there. Big... Big Deno, big four hundred. Is it validated? Uh, six votes. <laughs> oh come on! I've got to give it Shane four hundred Denison. Yeah, four hundred games. Your old man played five hundred. Maybe 67%. give him. Maybe give him. Send him the four pack when he gets to five hundred. We may not be in operation, but we will. Both podcast and brewery. We will. <laughs> All right. Well, that's up to you, but. No, we'll send it to you, Shane. We'll get it. We'll get well it done. to you. Well done, Shane. Four hundred well games 400 deserves games. a beer for every hundred. Give one to your old man because he played a hundred more than you. Player of the week, Bradley. Brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. <coughs> Round preview worm. Now we're going to do something different this week. Even though we are a local Tasmanian football podcast, we've got a bit of a challenge to set to. Listeners, don't we? We do. Listeners down south and up north. We've got AFL games this week. And we've got some good AFL games this week. And we need all of us, if we're there, if we can afford it, if we're supporters or neutral football supporters, we need to get to these games. 100%. And we often get, I mean, obviously we had, so we had the AFL here on the weekend. We had North Melbourne. And GWS. Not two uh, teams that are heavily supported in no, the state. No, that's right. And um, not Quite, two teams that are high up on the ladder. But well, they're both bottom still, eight sides. It's still elite level footy. But the fixturing didn't help. Sunday afternoon, long weekend, twilight game. Mm. And what was the crowd? 3,462. Yeah, that's... So it's, it's a tad under 3,500. Now, we're not blaming anyone. It's just... We don't want to say to the AFL that they might have looked at that at scheduling and said, "Oh, we'll just dump this one there." No, and look, you've got you know we've here in Tassie we've got we've got those saying, "Oh, we deserve an AFL team. We should have our own AFL team." Um, you know, we've been grassroots footy, long supporters, um, produced all these amazing players. We should have a team, and then you've got the others side giving the. The figures and the, the the finances behind it saying you can't afford it. People don't come out support. And, and both sides of the coin have got a bit of an argument here. So I think this weekend is the weekend 
we, we've always said, don't give Vote us... with your feet. We've always said, don't give us... Um, and no disrespect to any of these teams because they're all great teams, but don't give us the no, free mandals or the... None of them listen to or, us anyway. Oh, so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we apologising to? Who am I kidding? So, you know, don't give us free mantle. Um, don't give us uh, the Gold Coast Suns. That's been the argument. You know, we're going to come out and support when our, when our the teams, the big Melbourne teams. Well, this weekend... For the north of the state... And it was dropped here on the podcast. It in was. The Jackson it, let's, just go, let's just go back a little bit. Let's hear that. We we'll just hear this. This was the week last week. Right. Well, on the back of that, we knew it was coming. We did. Okay. So you've had not only it was announced to this afternoon, Monday, that it was happening. We gave you a week's heads up. So if we can't now, they're you know they're traveling well, the, the bombers the and big um, supporter they base. They got a massive supporter base. When was the last time Essendon played? Oh, I saw that. I had that in up the on state. The... I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, it was 1992. Um, apparently, according to uh, Nut Johnson, yeah, he said Alex said the last time Essendon played in Tasmania, Ray Groom was premier, Paul Keating was the PM. Jump by Chris Cross was number one on Rage, and Wayne's World was in the cinemas. Good song, so, Jump. Yeah, Jump. Good song. No, we won't we used go. to listen to that one as a kid. I actually sang it at my school assembly in front of everyone. I was meant to do a duet with someone. Who was that someone? Uh, Gareth Hines was his <laughs> mate. He didn't rock up. He was my best mate at primary school. He didn't rock up. <laughs> was. <Gareth>. Was. <laughs> no, he's, still, he's a great bloke, but um, back didn't rock up, so I... You I'll, still went ahead with it. I did. I pulled out. I seen crisscross jump. So did you learn? Did you learn all, all the, the words? Yeah. So were you going to sing it as a duet, or yep. he was going to have a part, and you were going to have no, a part? No, no, we we're going to. Yeah, we we're going to go. You know, alternate between. Bits. So, but you learnt the whole thing. Well, of course, you practiced. Did you so have much. faith in him to begin with, or didn't you? This was. No, was he I sick thought, that day, or did he knows? just sat and stand at the back? No, or no, something? no, he was sick. He didn't rock up at school. Oh, I was, either, I was either pull out or wow. go with it. So I ran with it. I sang the whole thing. <laughs> God, that must have been embarrassing. I you, what was the what was the response from the rest of the crowd like? The school? Um, I I can't remember. I was I probably thought I was. What, what kid, your kid was up in the clouds. Yeah, yeah exactly right. But anyway, that's yeah, how long. Sorry, it's been. <laughs> we digress. Since Essendon played in the that's state, a, that's how long it's been since Essendon have played here. And um, I I think personally. It Sunday, will, it will be close to a sellout. That's what I reckon. I reckon. Clo- no, 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 no. You didn't say close. close. You reckon it will be a sellout. I reckon it'll be a sellout. I reckon it'll be maxed out. It'll be that many people at Aurora at um, Utah Stadium. 320 p.m. Yep. Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, I reckon it'll be huge. Finally, we've got a big Melbourne-based club. Hawks in form uh, playing, after knocking off Sydney. Yep, absolutely. Um, playing good footy. Hawks already have a good supporter base here. Bring in Essendon. I reckon it's going to be massive right. and one of the biggest games. Some of the young boys for Essendon are probably the most exciting um, players that I reckon I've seen this year. That um, young Jones, centre half forward. Yeah, we, we, let's not talk about AFL football. No, but I know. But they're players. just exciting. They I'm a abs- neutral football fan of both yeah. those sides, oh, mate, but go, I'm going to go. Yeah, Zach Merritt. And Darcy we'll commentate. Tip and Woody will commentate. <laughs> AFL, hit us up if you want some local commentators. And then the other game down south. Yeah. North Melbourne Coming versus up. my Lions. Last year's were they grand finals? No, preliminary. Final. No, preliminary finals. Yeah, Brisbane. Done. Yep. 
And so, and that, again, they're equally as exciting as yeah, what I don't, I don't think the Lions have got as big a supporter base. So I wouldn't be. I don't think that's going to be as. But if you're big a neutral a football fan, you get along to go and watch that. Yep, absolutely. When was the last time Brisbane played in Tasmania? Last year, year before against Hawthorne. No, at your against part? North Melbourne. Uh, yeah, went down there again. I think. Or oh, Hawthorne. We've we've been hit. The, the Lions have been up a bit, but oh, look, I'm really excited. You're Hodgie right. Played, Hodgie played his first game against Hawthorne down here for Brisbane. I'm pretty sure right at your off. part. They are, you know, they're, they're reasonably well supported and, and obviously travelling well, the Lions. But I think the game is the Hawks. We need to get along. Vote yeah, with your feet. Absolutely. Get along. That's it. 4.35 on Saturday Show afternoon. Show AFL House that we should have our own. That we support football. Are you for a Tassie footy team? I am for a Tassie football team. Yeah, me too. I think it'd be great. But so. I'm only for it if we can sort out grassroots football underneath it. Would you buy? Yeah, absolutely. Would, would I you... buy a membership? Yes, I would. Are you a Carlton member? Uh, yes, I am. So And you'd buy a Tassie member? Yep. And if Tassie played Carlton, who would you... Neutral football. That's perfect. It, I'm a, I walk out of there a winner either way. I reckon... So I'm a Brisbane supporter. I'm not a member. I would I would be a... I'd buy a Tassie membership like I've done for the Jack Jumpers in the basketball. I'd buy a Tassie membership from Day Dot. And yeah, it'd be interesting to know what, what I'd do. I reckon I'd... I think I'd be more on the side of Tassie. Oh, I'd be right. I'd be me. right following it. But anyway, you walk out of there a winner anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, you walk out of there a winner this weekend by going to watch those teams. Yeah, get to uh, get to Blunston Arena four thirty five on Saturday. North versus the Lions, and then the big one uh, three twenty on Sunday at Utah Stadium for the Hawks versus the Bombers. Get out and support it. Wear your footy jumper. Doesn't matter if you support either side. Wear your footy jumper. Should we get footy jumpers designed? Way out on the wing. Way out on the wing footy jumpers. Mm. We need Who's going to do that for it? I've been told we need to um, to to get some merch going. So if anyone's out there, if there's a sponsor that wants to get on board and um, look at getting us some Guernseys designed, let us know. <laughs> Way L- out wing. LRF. Oh, Lukey. Mm, Come just on. Just it get out on there. board. We'll see what happens. Hit us up. Mmm, another dinner on the barbecue. Just perfect. And you know what? There's nothing more I love to smother in my wallaby and fennel sausage than a bit of Jono's. Jono's homemade sauces, locally owned, locally made, and better still, made from pretty much all local ingredients, just like us on Way Out in the Wing. Doesn't matter if it's relish, jams, pasta sauces, or the good old dead horse, Jono's is 100% gluten-free and has absolutely zero artificial preservatives in it. Oh, it's good for you. Grab yours at your local independent supermarket, butcher or grocer, or head to johnnoshomemade.com.au. Right, who wants a sausage with their sauce? Come and get it. Well, that's it for another week, Worm. It's been good. Monday night. Now, whilst this week was quite exciting, I've heard on the grapevine that you may have something... That you're about to launch next yeah, week. Yeah, look, it's, that is worth tuning into. It is. It's big. Um, I did. I spoke to Tubes earlier today, and I sort of gave him a bit of a heads up that I might be mentioning this. I'm going to roll it just one more week. Just hang on to it. You just, reckon just to just tease, tease him, tease out of him a little bit, but um, he'll be involved. But it's going to be a yeah, a bit of a, a an announcement. Is it a cooking um, contest? No, no, it's going to be. Something that's going to be for the people. New calendar. No, um, oh. that's for the, not for the people. <laughs> um, it's going to be something for the followers, for the, the players we mentioned. It's going to be big. Cinnamon eating contest. Yeah, no. Um, but anyway, we'll uh, 
Yeah, we'll mention that. I think we'll go with that next week. Oh, but you big tease you are. Yeah, but look, one one final thing from me, just to um, yeah, get out and support that uh, Solstice Swim, Jay Childs, um, raising funds for the Loaves and Fishing Tasmania charity. So he'll be up there at 9am on Sunday, uh, this Sunday. But ev- everyone, get on the website, register. Wildus will be there at 7 o'clock. I'll be up there. We've got the... the Shout out to the AFL Fantasy Boys, Warney, the boys. He'll be there. You reckon he, he won't let me down? All right. So we'll get up there. Wildus has decided he's going to jump in in a Fitzroy kit, I think. Yeah, good. I've got one of them as well. I'll, yeah. I'll well you with. might come with me. I'm there. Yeah, swimming with me. I'm there. Done. Beautiful. We'll both be there. So Thanks uh, for joining us this week. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. Get out and see week. the football. That's it.